Yawa Radio. Be happy. Be inspired. A warm welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. With inspirational guests from across the world, this is Yawa Radio. So welcome to Glass Hour Full. Once again, it's a pleasure to be, uh, well, exploring the world of hypnotherapy with Luke over in Toronto, Canada. How are you, Luke? Good, good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. How's things at the Morpheus Clinic? Keeping busy. Excellent. Keeping busy on this warm spring day here in Toronto. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh Ditto over here in, in the UK. So, look, we've talked about mindsets that benefit every modern human being. Uh, mindsets that help with stress management. We're talking about mindsets that help with weight loss today. Now, this is an interesting subject. This is a really interesting subject. So let's go. What what would you say? You've got a number of points around this, and, and I love them. You know, we were just talking in the green room before we started to record this, and I love your take on this because... When I talk, I've spoken with many hypnotherapists, they have these, well, how could I call it? They have these ideas that, um, not they're going to stop you eating. That's not the right phrase, but mm-hmm. they could be quite drastic, if that makes sense. Well, yes. And, you know, this whole series is about mindsets that one might adopt for, you know, particular changes they'd like to make. And yeah. the ideal mindset, in my view, is one that a healthy person would have. Mm-hmm. So people who get up at the crack of dawn to go jogging and then they'll, they'll, they'll have their um, plant-based breakfast, they're not suffering. They're, <laughs> they're, they're not going about life kind of feeling like they're beating themselves up in most cases. So I, ideally, I want to be giving people a mindset that, that that feels like they've added to their life by being healthier rather than having deprived themselves because their habits are healthier. So, yeah. So yeah. That, I, I, I get that because, I mean, yeah, I think we're all aware, aren't we? I've, well, God knows how many diets there are in the world. And, mm-hmm. uh, and we all, we've got all the research that shows that um, really di- diets do not work because you go on the diet and you may lose weight while you're on the diet. But then mm-hmm. if you don't change this, if you don't change this mindset, yep. nothing it, changes. It, yeah. yeah. And th- 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 probably anyone who's listening who's been through a weight loss journey is familiar w- with kind of losing steam once they've kind of met a goal. Yes. And 
often people say they're looking for kind of the motivation to stay fit, to to stay healthy. So I kind of want to start with my point about that. Yes, go with that one, Ben. Let's go. Okay, okay. So if if the person listening um, has any house plants, they'll kind of get this, where when you're responsible for something, anything that's alive, you're going to give it what it needs but without the excesses that would harm it. So if you have a house plant, you're going to give it enough water, but Mm -hmm. you understand that too much water would kill the plant. And you'll give it enough sunlight for that plant, but not too much sunlight for that species of plant. And you're going to give it enough fertilizer in the soil, but not, not too much. And you might even give that plant some warm, loving, kind, supportive thoughts And if the plant starts to wither because you've given it too much water, you'll think, oh no, I've got to give this plant extra love and extra care. And then you're going to do that. So that's kind of how we treat life. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we have a child, if we have a pet cat, or, or we've talked about pet dogs, well, dogs, yes. We'll also, you know, we'll say no to our pet dogs if they've had another, if they if they had a treat already. But we're also then going to say, let's go play fetch instead. So this is how we treat living beings. That you know, like a lesser standard is really substandard for how you might treat like a, a child, a plant, a, a cat, a, a dog. Yet we kind of treat ourselves very often like we're less than alive or other than alive. So we don't need like a, an upcoming wedding to be motivated. We we don't really need to kind of reach a certain you know upper limit before something clicks that we've got to take care of ourselves. The motivation for taking care of yourself that's going to be sustainable, that's going to be there for the rest of your life, is you're alive. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget that. And all life demands a certain level of, of of care and you know a human being needs nutritious healthy foods yeah we also need breaks once in a while so you can take your breaks shamelessly but because it, it's it's a need we also need sunshine and being in the fresh air outdoors we also need um physical activity somehow this gets lost on people where we understand dogs need their walks three <laughs> times a day they've got to get a walk or you're a negligent dog owner yet we don't walk ourselves three times a day for example um you know we kind of feel guilt-free without taking when we don't take care of ourselves so um my, my my first point is really that you know we are alive we owe it to ourselves then to create the the conditions that allow a human being to thrive in and that's enough good quality food but not to excess mm-hmm. and it's enough physical activity it's also kind supportive thoughts inside our heads that keep us on a good path and that make it so we're never too too stressed mm-hmm. now th- th- this kind of stands in contrast with something you, you mentioned at the start which is sometimes hypnotherapists give suggestions that are quite extreme yes right yeah. but but ex- suggestions that are quite extreme that kind of stretch the believability um or that feel too onerous they, they tend not to be sustainable you know once we let our guard down the, 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 that line of thought kind of vanishes but our aliveness is something readily palpable whenever we just kind of take a breath or if we step outside and we feel our place among trees and birds we perceive very palpably our aliveness and that's reason enough to care for ourselves like any other living 
the end. Well, you know, look, you, you, you touched on um, walking the dog three times a day. You know, we've touched on this before. We had um, uh, Woody the dog again on Friday. And mm. um, my daughter was talking to my wife and I said, I'll, I'll take him out. It's all right. I'll take him into the woods. I'll be about an hour. Two and a half hours later, me and Woody arrived back <laughs> after having a wonderful time, just walking mm-hmm. in nature and finding that time to do that. Um, and you know what? It's, you know, the dog's here and, and you, you have this thing in your head, don't you? We'll take the dog out. Now, many people will turn and say, well, why just can't I go for a walk? I don't need the dog. Mm-hmm. to go for i can still go for a walk and take care mm-hmm. of myself yeah. and, and do that and the, so that exercise bit and, and going back to the a lot of these diets that you see and everything there's always that little caveat at the bottom only works if you take some type of exercise as well as a so you know that's taking care of yourself and not just thinking that you're going to still uh, drink drink down these shakes or whatever and it's all going to fall off so yeah i love that take take care of yourself so there's that but th- there's also you know, helping people put the right thing into our bodies, okay, mm-hmm. the right nutrition. And again, through hypnotherapy, I know we can we can help with that. And I was I remember working with a with a young uh well, say a young girl, teenage girl, and and she wanted to not lose, she wanted to be live a healthier lifestyle. It wasn't about losing weight. I want to be healthier, which is a great thought to have rather than I want to lose weight because I want to get into my bikini because I'm going to Benidorm on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you sort me out in three days? That's. <laughs> but she had this thing that when she went into one of the Costa coffees, she had to have in her head a triple chocolate muffin. Mm-hmm. So through the hypnosis, we just changed that thought process. Mm-hmm. And, I all, and I don't know if you do that. I, I also gave her an anchor as well that when she thought about that she just she had all i gave her was to rub a thumb and forefinger and mm-hmm. and i met her one day walking and just deliberately we were off to costa and i noticed that and, and the question to ask herself was do i really need this mm-hmm. and i saw her doing the anchor and i went and your answer is she went i don't need it you mm-hmm. know and it's just getting those thoughts so first rate nutrition is important so what's your thoughts on that luke yeah, well, so obviously there are professions that kind of specialize and, you know, they, they mm-hmm. go to school for, for years to yeah. understand nutrition and its effects on the human body. So I, I don't really opine too, too much about precisely which foods to eat mm-hmm. and in what proportions and, and, and how much in, in total. But um, one suggestion that I make for nutrition that kind of uh, fits with pretty much every diet that (laughs) is out there is that you're going to select from the kinds of foods that you can find during a nature walk that we human beings evolved to eat. So for example, if we have a sugar craving, mm-hmm. our bodies you know, haven't evolved to eat manufactured packaged candies. Mm-hmm. Our bodies evolved to kind of pick berries and to pick fruits. And you know that, that that's kind of uh, the, the the instinct that candy companies hijack to sell packaged goods. Mm-hmm. But what our bodies actually telling us to consume is berries and fruits and everything we've kind of eaten or that you know even bears in the wilderness will will eat (laughs) yes um so um one point i kind of make about food just to address emotional eating because you know usually when people present with weight loss issues emotional eating is a big piece of the puzzle yeah so 
it's that food is a first-rate solution for nutrition and energy. Like if you're eating the fruits rather than the candies, then food is a first-rate solution for nutrition and energy. Mm -hmm. You can't beat berries and, and fruits and vegetables for nutrition. So you are going to consume food for nutrition yes. and the kind of energy that you get from food as, as opposed to from the oxygen that, that you breathe. Um, but for everything else, food is a, um, a second rate or even last choice solution. So let's say you're stressed. Food is not a first choice solution for mm -hmm. stress or for loneliness or for boredom or for one of the many you know, emotions that people would 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 eat food to alleviate. So all of your emotions, I'm very much of the worldview that all your emotions are trying to signal to you some kind of lack or some kind of missing need. Mm -hmm. And only the feeling of hunger is telling you to go eat food. Feelings <laughs> of, um, let's say, stress tell you that perhaps a break is in order. Feelings of loneliness tell you that it's been too long since you've said hello to your older to 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 to, to mm -hmm. your friends, or you know maybe you haven't ca caught up with old friends in a while. Feelings of boredom tell you that there's there's a lack of stimulation. You know maybe you listen to music, find out whether your favorite bands have released anything recently. So emotions are not bad. They're not feelings you have to just kind of suppress with yeah. food or you know with with whatever else people might use to suppress the, their emotions. Emotions are actually telling you pretty clearly, here's the lack. So go fulfill the lack. And it's going to be something like catching up with friends or listening to music or taking a walk through nature. See, when you went for a walk with Woody, mm -hmm. my guess is you felt fulfilled. Without there, a doubt. So it's not just dogs who are happier after <laughs> they get a walk. It's adult, productive, intelligent human beings feel fulfilled we feel that, that we, we feel that a, a need is fulfilled when we are physically active when we're in the sunshine when we're, when we're in the clean air we kind of recognize this that the kids need recess and kids need, need a backyard to play around in and they can't just stay in the classroom every waking hour yeah. Um, but adult, productive human beings, we kind of imagine ourselves as machines and productivity uh, robots, but we're not. We're not. Yeah. We're just as alive. Yeah, you just, just focus on the task. Don't worry. Don't think about enjoying yourself. Just get the task done and all that kind of thing. So when you're working with a, with a, with, with a client, um, then Luke, from what you're talking about there, it's, it's really working behind what's going on with the emotion that's driving maybe the emotional eating. Yeah, well, it, it, that, that's that's one one of the approaches that I take because yeah. you know with weight loss it's it's often multidimensional. So okay. it's not just overeating; it's also food choices, and yes. it's also exercise, and it's also self image, and it's also emotional management. So, um, so yes, but one of one of the approaches is to kind of recognize that you'll eat out of hunger when you're lacking in nutrition but when the lack is for something else you owe it to yourself to identify what emotional need is not being met and then to meet that emotional need through a first-rate solution that would meet that emotional need you know i was talking to somebody earlier today um look on a similar thing about this about and i was saying um I remember being in York. It's going back a few years now, and you know, and I'd got this. I was, I was a bit peckish. I'd got this crave, and I got to have something. 
and it was easy to reach for the Mars bar. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going back a few years then because the Mars bar was 55p. God knows how much they are now over here. They're a lot more than that. But I could buy a bunch of bananas for that. Mm-hmm. Right. So by making the healthier choice, I still met the need that I needed some to eat something. But mm-hmm. I ate something that was more and more nutritional value than peeling a wrapper of a Mars bar. Yeah, that's what I meant when mm. I said that food corporations hijack mm. our instinct to consume fruit. So our instincts are kind of telling us to, to, to choose the bananas. But because corporations are so good at advertising and branding and PR, they've hijacked our our our. our our inclinations, our, our instincts, our tendencies to sell us stuff that we definitely don't need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no, no one ever needs a Mars bar. <laughs> but people do need their fruits and vegetables. And this is not just moralizing. This, th- th- this is biologically, you're going to be healthier yes. if, if you're choosing the fruits rather than the candies. Oh. And, and look, that, that brings us to another, another point then. Um, now, I don't know what it's like where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a lot of these things where we have um, breakfast, all you can eat, mm-hmm. buffet, fill yep. your plate, carvery. And, and I see people, I see, I see people piling, piling there. I saw it one day, mm-hmm. th- this we're over here, like the, the famous Yorkshire pudding. Okay. Mm-hmm. He could not get any more Yorkshire puddings on his plate. So we took a mm-hmm. side plate to put them on there because he got them piled high on his food. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? So, again, he's got a lot, but it's not just about quantity, is it? It's about mm-hmm. the quality, I guess, that we put in. Yeah, well, so th- th- there seems to often be this worldview, um, for, for some reason, um, that quantity is the highest preference when it comes to food, where the more food, the better. But we live in such an abundant world. Our needs are so well taken care of that we have the luxury to consume quality food and we don't just have to go for the biggest pile. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that the environment that human beings grew up in, or, or even when I say grow up, I mean like millions of years ago. But, um, <laughs> But, but also even just like 100 or 200 years ago or today in some parts in the world or possibly like in the future in some parts of the world, that, 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 that there was scarcity. So in that environment, you do kind of have to consume everything, store it in your body so no one else can consume it before you, and that's how you survive a famine, right? But in the UK, in the US, in Canada, where I am, probably in our lifetimes, we're never going to be forcibly calorie deprived. So we have to kind of individually create conditions that are natural for a human being. So, so one point I often make, I, I like animals, so it's, an, it's another <laughs> animal analogy, but tigers in the wilderness are always lean. Mm-hmm. In the wild, they're, they're always lean, muscular, kind of hungry, but in captivity, they start to get fat. Right. Just, and it's not because of the tiger. It's not their genetics. <laughs> no. It's the environment. Yeah. So we have a lot of say, like we're not actually tigers in a cage. We have a lot of say over our environment, what we put inside our fridges, what we put, what we put in, inside our pantries. So 
because we we kind of have this ability to um, set our environments in in order, um, if we are filling our environments with fruits and vegetables and and, and lean proteins or, or perhaps seeds and nuts, we are recreating our natural environments. We, we can kind of make it so our kitchens are almost like a garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily have to just like fill it with candy bars and Oreos and Twinkies. <laughs> um, and there's choice in this matter. Um, so the, the, the point I'm going to circle back to is that quantity over quality, I think, has the priorities out of order. Um, and that quality over quantity is a worthier rule to to adopt, because when you start to like you know enjoy even just like like a few strawberries as a snack, you can taste all the flavors, like all the delicate notes and flavors and aromas and complexity. In just like like one ripe strawberry that we can't hope to replicate in a factory, I mean try try savoring a Mars bar, you know, <laughs> slowly and carefully, and you know it's like one note of sugar, yeah, that's what you taste, and maybe you know some artificial flavors mixed in with the sh- sugar, but but you know so one way I often uh, fr- so I'm in Canada. And Canada, you know, for those who don't really know the culture, we're kind of halfway between um, uh, American culture and, and European culture. So um, we do have the American influence south of the border, but but the roots are French and British. So um, uh, one thing I often say to my clients here in Toronto, and you know, I don't mean to offend anyone south of the border, um, but uh, one thing I say to them is that perhaps you'll eat like a European Wonderful. rather than like an American, where if you kind of look at like French cuisine or, or Italian cuisine, the Mediterranean diet is is quite healthy. I mean, it's very delicious. Mm-hmm. It's quite healthy. It does value high quality ingredients. They're not going to put a huge amount of food on your plate. So, you know, if we kind of want to um, you know, look like like an Italian man or a French woman, <laughs> then then let's also eat like Europeans. Let's not eat like like Americans. Um, well, there's a couple of things they came up with there. Was one, if nobody's ever done the um, the raisin meditation, okay, where you just put a raisin in your mouth because you reminded me when you're talking about the strawberry, yeah. is just to feel the texture. Yeah, the nooks and crannies in the raisin rather than take just, just put one raisin in rather than in a bag and throwing them in. Yep. It's, a, it's a great way just to start appreciating things. Yes. And th- that perfectly illustrates the point that quality over quantity allows you to extract more enjoyment mm-hmm. out of a even a tiny quantity of food which blows apart the idea that you've got to eat a lot to be satisfied. Yeah. And, and Luke, what, what, sorry, sorry, Luke, go on. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I was, I was just going to reiterate the point that, okay. that, that, you know, that the quality over quantity, um, once you kind of start to see through that lens, it just makes a whole lot more sense than eating a lot of food, but barely even enjoying it because you're wolfing it down and thinking about something other than the food that you're eating. Yeah, mind, mindful eating, as we call it. it yeah. mm-hmm. and, the, and one thing as well, I don't know what, again, I, I mean, 
over here, you know, we often grew up in a culture. Um, don't you leave anything on the plate else there's 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 no dessert or there's no nothing or anything like that. Clear your plate. <laughs> yes. And I, th that wasn't one of the points I, I, I kind of wrote down, but but th that does come up or you, you would hear, you know, like there are children starving in Ethiopia. So why are you, you know, not eating <laughs> yes. everything on your plate? Except the thing is, if you do eat everything on your plate, you're not helping anyone in Ethiopia. Um, it's just like a guilt tactic. Um, many of the things that, that, that are said to children actually are just not helpful. And yes. that's one of them. Yes. Now, but the other thing is, even if like the child is 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 somewhat malnourished and they have to eat everything, even then, at some point, they grow big enough that they don't have to force feed themselves with everything on their plate, and they can kind of tune in, into their own bodies and listen when their bodies have told them that they've already had had their fill. So w w one point I often make is that it, it is the inefficient route if you eat all the food and then spend an hour on the treadmill and they then overeat and spend another hour on the treadmill. The more efficient route is just not to eat all that food in the first place yes. and then you can spend less time on the treadmill. And that's simply just more efficient since we care about not wasting anything. Wow. And, and look, have you got any more points there to, to cover before yeah, we the, finish today? The, the final point I'll make is that the kind of hunger that one might feel, again, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, usually it's going to be listeners in the richer countries mm. um, in, in the world, US, Canada, UK. Um, the kind of hunger that you feel is not actual starvation. It doesn't have to um, compel you to take any kind of action and it's actually more tolerable than than you might think so uh, i'll give you an example hmm. sometimes like on a hot day you, you, you feel kind of warm but then you want to be environmentally conscious so you don't you don't turn on the air conditioning so you just kind of sit with the heat and then after a while you kind of forget about the heat and your day continues and it's not a huge deal or, or, or perhaps there's a drafty part of your home and it's kind of cold so you just put on a sweater and you don't have to turn the furnace all the way up mm -hmm. um we can tolerate like we human beings we, we've adapted to tundras and deserts and we can definitely tolerate a 15-hour fast between dinner and breakfast the next morning, half of which we are asleep for. <laughs> so um, often people kind of take hunger as a signal that they've got to eat something. But I I'm challenging the idea because the kind of hunger that one feels, let's say, between lunch and <laughs> dinner five hours later, th that kind of hunger, that's never starvation. No. Th that's a very tolerable kind of hunger that one can kind of just sit with and then at some point when you sit with it you 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 get distracted by something different um so th this is kind of to address people snacking okay or especially like snacking after dinner where if you see it as fasting then it's intentional and hunger comes with the territory then you know, it's you're not depriving yourself of your midnight snack so much as that you know you you're doing something good for yourself, and the hunger's supposed to be felt just like a marathon runner's supposed to feel the burning in his legs, mm -hmm. or else he's not running fast enough. 
<laughs> we're supposed it. to feel hunger once in a while I otherwise we're eating too much i love that analogy and often as well luke we know we we confuse we conf- confuse hunger with being dehydrated yes and sometimes just a glass of water, water yes satisfies the need yes yes and so yeah we're, if you're feeling that way i have a glass of water and i tell you what nine hours out of ten it disappears we, we have so many needs that are underrecognized. you know mm validation you know hearing someone say hey good work today well done good job is for for most of us a need that keeps us going it's just at some point in our adult lives we've got to start saying it to ourselves or feeling it for ourselves we can't just depend on other people to say it to us but sometimes that fulfills the need Mm. people people talk about eating out of a sense of reward right so you know they've worked hard they've quote earned a snack but i would say they've earned the nice warm fuzzy feelings that come with knowing that you've done a good Good job job. and you don't have to have a treat you know like you're a circus animal you can (laughs) you you can tell yourself or recognize you've done a good job feel the nice warm fuzzy feelings and that fulfills the need just like sometimes you're dehydrated so water fulfills the need and you don't have to then eat something wonderful I love it. Luke, we've covered a fair bit again there today. That's absolutely wonderful. Love talking to you and, and sharing these stories. And, you know, for people listening, just just those, this, it's just the little things that can make a massive change in people's lives and, and, and just exploring these things. Because as we talk, you know, things resonate with me and things come up and you go, yeah, well, you know, I've been there, done that. I've, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've, reached, I've reached for the cookie jar. And, and yeah, um... I, 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 I definitely love coming on here and, and sharing all these thoughts and bantering with you because you're also in the hypnosis world. So you, you completely get it. And um, these things just need to be said, but they're not said often enough, which is why we have so much unhappiness in the world. But but that's why we have these conversations, right? It's just spread. It's to share some good ideas just that are just not yeah. talked about enough. Love to. Look, I'm looking forward to the next one because I think is it the next one we're going to be doing Likewise. them. The, the, is it going to be smoking cessation? Smoking cessation. That's one of the few things we hypnotherapists do that could actually save lives. Yeah, looking forward okay. to that. Luke's been a pleasure as always. Have a great uh, rest of the day in Toronto. You too. Take care. See you soon. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio podcast. Copyright applies. Yawa Radio. Be happy. Be inspired.